0: Welcome to this edition of Red Sea Roundup. I am the host of the day, Pam Marvin. I'm so happy to be with you here today. My guest joining me in studio is Shannon Algier. (laughs) Algier. 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 I'm so sorry. (laughs) I absolutely adore Shannon. I'm looking forward to telling you more about her. But before we start that, I want to say good morning to Caleb. Good morning, Caleb.
1: Good morning, Pam.
0: It's good to be back in the driver's seat. Always wonderful to be here at St. Mary's um, doing Red Sea Roundup. I just want to say thank you to Dennis Maka and et al. for allowing me to continue to do this. Well, Mm -hmm. today's topic is very near and dear to my heart. We are going to be talking all things natural family planning, fertility awareness-based methods, contraceptives, why and why not, what it all means, different types, all things related to this, that we get lots of questions. And so we're hoping to just um, speak a lot of truth mm-hmm. to our listening audience. Now, Shannon is very dear to me because she is a intern for Fertility Care Practitioner as well, like myself. So one of the few people in town I can actually talk shop with. So I'm so <laughs> excited <laughs> to get to talk shop with you. Well, me welcome, too. Shannon. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And also congratulations to on your pregnancy. Yes. So that's very exciting. Yeah.
2: Having a baby boy, 25 weeks pregnant.
0: Wow. So great. So great. Yeah. You're glowing. It's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know what? I really want to start out with um kind of the broad picture of natural family planning cuz I've been doing this now for 7 years, going on 8 this August. And I've actually seen things change a little bit um, as far as what it is and how people look at it, just from my little perspective in the cor- this corner of Bryan College Station. Mm-hmm. So to start off with, um, when I first heard about natural family planning, that is an umbrella term for many, many different types of models underneath. Yep. Right. And my first um, exposure to it was literally just a book that talked more about the science of fertility. What about you? What was your first encounter with natural family planning?
2: Um, I believe, you know, I was in college and you came to speak um, at natural family, family planning. And honestly, I think it's when you first started because you use some of the old slide decks. Yeah. I mean, we're talking a long time ago. And um, this was with an all-girl group. I think there were like 50 of us in there.
0: Do you remember that? No, I mean, (laughs) I remember that, but this is the first time I knew you were in there.
2: Um, Yeah. And so that was my first introduction of
0: NFP. While you were here at AM? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
2: So it was not through, um, you know, CCD, obviously, it's too young, um, you know, middle school or high school education. Mm -hmm. Um, And theology of the body really didn't take off when I was in high school either. Um, just put in perspective, I graduated in 2017, or twenty seventeen um, or 2013 in high school and then 2017 in college, um, for people listening. But um, when I went to AM and saint Mary's, I mean, that was when I didn't know I wanted more and craved more and just so enriched in my faith and NFP and theology, the body and what that means. Um, but true NFP was when you presented
0: um, so long Mostly ago. Mostly the science behind it. Yeah. yeah yeah for sure. yeah. I think that's what's so very little understood. So one of the things I do when I do my intros, Shannon is I usually say I usually do mine you know two on one. so the couple comes in usually for marriage prep mm. and I'll come in and I'll say, well today I hope I'll teach you something. If I don't, you'll be the first couple in <laughs> <laughs> in seven years that didn't learn something right so I can almost guarantee you I'll learn something so listeners today, While we won't go into a lot of really nitty-gritty specifics, we will tell you there are many, many things that we as human beings still don't know about our fertility. Mm -hmm. And I always say that's why Shannon and I have these jobs, to be able to teach it.
2: Yeah. It really is a ministry, too.
0: So much so. I've loved that part about it.
2: Yeah. I mean, all the couples, women that you— Impact is just.
0: Uh, I had a moment today. A very faithful couple. Uh, when I fr- he first moved to town, he I met him and and he asked. I said, "How can I pray for you?" He said, I, "Would you pray for my wife, like to bring me a wife because I really want a wife." <laughs> so I started praying for his wife because he was in his late twenties at this at this point. Mm-hmm. Within the year, he met his wife. Oh, wonderful human! She's she's amazing, and. Then they married not too long after that, and then they came to see me for fertility issues mm-hmm. and post-surgery, so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. Well, today, they were in the office with his ten, the baby's 10-month checkup,
2: Aww. and I had that moment of
0: just overwhelming at God's goodness about here was this faithful couple who just very steadily trusted in the Lord, and their son got here, and I got to be one little cog in all the wheels right. it takes to get there. It was just... One yeah. of the most amazing moments for me.
2: Well, with the personal testimony for me, I mean, you pushed me to have surgery, go to a NAPRO doctor, which we'll go into so much more details about that. Um, and it was definitely the Holy Spirit <laughs> that had to work for a year and a half. <laughs> but you're the one that initiated that, right? Mm. And so as practitioners, you get to be the vessels um, so for true. the Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, God wants children. It's right. not gonna. He's not going to prevent it.
0: Mm. So. And, and that um just reminds me we are going to get more into the stories, beautiful stories about how NFP works in the couples. like real life stories of very satisfied and happy couples. So I think that that's a really great place to kind of wrap up the show with. Mm-hmm. But before we start, um or for now, now we've kind of got that kind of cap going. I want to talk about one of the most asked questions I get or like, well, tell me about the different type of methods mm-hmm. um, of family planning, natural family planning that are out there, and I'm interested to hear what you tell people when they ask you that question. <laughs> yeah, so I um, pretty much do
2: the big three, and then I do an, an additional one. Um, so, you know, Creighton model, obviously, um, you and I both teach that, um, and that is just monitoring the cervical mucus um that is the tangible biomarker that our bodies women produce Mm -hmm. um and it is the only model too that partners with other providers doctors surgeons all over the world now (laughs) um that know how to read charts and cervical mucus and looks for the abnormal normal signs that kind of thing um so that's one and then you have marquette so it's, it's gained
0: a lot of popularity. When mm-hmm. I first started doing this mm-hmm. seven years, Marquette was not really on um, the radar. So to give you an idea of what Marquette is, Clear Blue Easy is one of them. Mm-hmm. It's it's where you know, for lack of a crass, not uncrass way, you, you pee on a stick. Yeah, and. Uh, it has a little machine that goes into it and it tests, I, I'm not sure exactly, but I think it's testing for luteinizing hormone. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So that has really picked up a lot of steam. I, I'm even having some women who like to do both, Creighton and the Marquette method at the yeah. same time. Just they want that double assuredness, right?
2: <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's symptothermal. Symptothermal. So just checking your temperature, same time, every day. Um I think now they even have the bands. Yeah, temp um, drop. It's yes. pretty cool. Yes, yeah. and then hooked up to an app. And mm-hmm. so um, that's a, depending on the life of someone's situation in their life, that can be really easy uh, right. for them. And if that works for them, that's great.
0: Right. And what I've learned too, though, it's also tracking cervical mucus at the same time is as the as temperature. Mm-hmm. Now, I get this question all the time. Why doesn't Creighton use... The temperature, too. I get this question Mm -hmm. so much. and this I got that question yesterday. (laughs) So I actually asked that question when I was in EP1 Uh with Dr. Hilgers. Uh I said, why don't we do that? And he said, because he talked about temperature all the time, too. Mm -hmm. I said, well, you're talking about it quite a lot, but yet we don't use it in the Creighton model, and why is that? And he said it was not statistically stable enough of an indicator to Mm. use in the model. What does that mean? That means while yes the temperature is an indicator it's not consistent around all women or for all women or even one woman consistently. So it wasn't consistent and statistically stable enough to include with creighton model mm-hmm. and um, yeah so the only time I've ever said you know you may want to consider the tent drop app is if a woman with continuous mucus where she's just feeling very insecure about this post-peak mucus, then I recommend, look, if this makes you feel better, then go ahead and use that one too Mm -hmm. to get over it. So those are the big three. And then there's one.
2: (laughs) Yeah. The last one is, um, I recently had clients that come in and they're like, Oh, well I just do my own thing, you know, and it worked for these past pregnancies and I'm like, you know, whatever works. Um, and so, um, honestly that can kind of even lead into, um, were they, what kind of resources did they have to learn about NFP? You know, mm-hmm. why do they have to learn it on their own? Um, Why did they choose their own method? Right. Um, and it's, it was, I mean, temperature, you know, pee on a stick, um, you know, and then also too, like a couple over time gets in a groove. If, right. if the woman's cycle doesn't change, <laughs> you know, you know, during. Which it
0: usually does. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um so I'm a little nervous what my cycle is gonna look like after I have this baby so I will be coming to you oh yeah
0: <laughs> Happy to help you now uh, yeah
2: <laughs> thank you um but that's yeah why why do they have to learn their own method
0: right and well you, you know one of the things I always like to tell people asking about trying to find the best fit for them is twofold number one high quality NFP models usually come with an instructor hmm That's definitely so, like Marquette does, Symptothermal does, Creighton most definitely, Mm -hmm. right? Now, I also say with Creighton, it is the only NFP method that's tied to a certain reproductive technology called NAPRO Mm -hmm. technology, natural procreative technology, which is restorative, right? So, when I do intro sessions in big crowds of people, I usually will say, if the woman has any concerns about her cycles, she should do Creighton. Yeah. Also, the Marquette can get expensive. <laughs> no. It can get yes. expensive. Yes. So that's usually not for a first time starting out. You know, learning the discipline of the Creighton method is is really beautiful on different levels. The discipline of it in general. Um, but I could go on about that, of course. <laughs> I'm. I full disclosure, I am biased. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am biased. Yeah.
2: Well, I do I think at the last session here, um, even if their cycles are normal or they think that they're normal, you know, which mine were, and then I ended up having stage three endometriosis, um, I encourage everybody. So I'm like, just start off with Creighton.
0: Yeah. You
2: know, if if there's nothing weird about it, I mean, our ministry within the Catholic faith is NFP, you know, we want to eliminate contraception. We just have a specialty in the Creighton model. Right. Um, but if, you know, I don't want that person, you know, to use another method and then later on down the road, they're having heartache over fertility issues when, you know, could the Creighton model address it? Um, maybe not, um, maybe Marquette's better. I mean, whatever works for them.
0: Right. Um, but but as you're saying, the only model mm-hmm. that has technology for reproductive sciences tied with it is Creighton. Yep. Yeah. And that's why uh, I think that that's why I know that's why I have it because I was recruited by my family physician to work in her clinic.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
0: think that's been a big pull for you as well because it had yeah. the NAPRO side. Yeah. It.
2: Yeah. So I have my master's in healthcare administration. And so um, from a patient's perspective, having a network of Providers, um, educators, um, having a good electronic medical record system—you <laughs> know—all those things is is very important. And so, you know, when the Creighton model was what invented in the '70s, or the organization long,
0: long time ago, been around. He started doing his research in '68 after the after he, this encyclical. Humana yeah. Vitae. So,
2: and he had—I mean, this man had a vision. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, what's really cool about know when a client comes in you know it's reassuring of like i will chart with you i'm on this journey with you you have a practitioner if we need to escalate to a napro doctor we can do that because Mm -hmm. we're connected to that we have there's so many in texas we're blessed um, in that way but that's so important like a lot of patients now they have a diagnosis and they're trying to figure out how to do it on their own. Mm-hmm. But having a practitioner and kind of being the gatekeeper for all that is very reassuring and comforting right. for a lot of people.
0: So true. Yeah. Okay. So I kind of want to like, you know, turn to the naysayers that say Creighton model is contraception.
2: Mm-hmm. Number one. Mm-hmm.
0: And I've got, the, I, I've get, gotten that before too. Like they, Describe to me or tell me why it's not. Do you want to, you want to take this one? Why it's not contraception. Why is NFP not contraception?
2: So what we use in the language that we use is it's not sexy, (laughs) but it's selective intercourse. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you're, we always, you know, the Crayton model is to achieve or to avoid a pregnancy. You know, we're trained that from the very, very beginning. Um, one of the most important questions, I think actually the most important question that we ask couples at the very end of the session is, are you receptive to an unplanned pregnancy? And we want to get the man's perspective if he's there. And then we want to get the woman's perspective. Um, One, are they on the same page Two, why are they not receptive if they do answer that question? But what's great about NFP and this is, it's a lot of trust and understanding um, and how your body is made and how God um, wants to implement his will and his plan in that family is, you know, you don't have any barriers. You know, it's, you're fulfilling the sacrament of marriage. You're being open to life. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to add to that?
0: Yeah. I would say that the way I understood it is that because natural family planning is not, preventing a natural functioning of your bodies. It's not preventing anything. It's not shutting anything down. Right. It, it is not contracepting. So you're not doing anything to avoid a pregnancy other than selecting timing. Yeah. So it's all about the timing. Mm-hmm. And that is now I think what a lot of people get kind of cut up on, caught up on is the church teaches that, if you, you should have a compelling reason to avoid a pregnancy, it says compelling reason. And this is in the catechism, I mm-hmm. believe. I can't quote the number. So w- I do counsel people sometimes about what, it, what is compelling, you know? And I think they left it very pastorally open like that mm-hmm. for what is compelling to the couple. Mm-hmm. One of the more common things I hear is financial.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's compelling for them and that couple. Another thing is mother's mom's mental health. Maybe she's got five babies already and is kind of feeling overwhelmed. Well, yeah, maybe take a little bit of a a break from a new birth until you start to feel like you've got your head above water. Mm -hmm. That could be compelling to her. Maybe not for other women. Right. So I think that is really ultimately in the Catholic sphere, the gotcha. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: What is compelling reason to avoid? yeah yeah so i don't know you know people who believe it's contraceptive so can you give me more insight onto their side of the story yeah
2: i mean they're um i mean it really could be just a variety of reasons um the the family that i know it is you know they have a lot of money they just you know they are very wealthy um so They do have the ability to have a lot of kids if they wanted to. Um, We also know, especially in this community too, the exact opposite. Um, They have a lot of kids. Um, Do they use a method? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, But... It really is up to the couple on how they, right. yeah.
0: So they maybe use nature take its course method. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's beautiful. If some yeah. people can do that. I've had people start, they have come to me, they started off their marriages and in their early thirties, five kids later, they said, Pam, just, just help me learn to slow it down. That's yeah. all I want. That, you know, I've had my five kids. I'm not close to life at all. Mm-mm. I just want to slow it down a little bit. Yeah. But I think the key thing that
2: you said is the the timing. We're utilizing the gift of our bodies and how God designed the man and woman, um, and the compelling reason. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of summarize.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, let's also then. It's really on my heart too. Just it's a I have a lot of passion about talking to Catholics, maybe listening to us right now, who don't buy it. They contracept because they say. You know the rest of the world does and the Catholic Church is just really outdated. So let's let's address those people. Mm-hmm. My primary, my primary thing that just was very um moving to me as a young, newly married was I'm holding back my fertility. I love mm-hmm. all of you, but I'm not giving all myself to you. I'm just gonna hold this pack. That's just mine alone and not for you to share it. And that was very compelling for me. And and that indeed is what the church teaches is that it is a free gift, full gift, complete gift of yourself, the marital union and the marital act Mm -hmm. and to contracept in any way, hormonal barrier, anything like that. Again, contra intentionally keep your, your body from functioning as it should or using a barrier Um, is a slap in the face to the Lord. In my opinion, it's a slap in the face. Welcome into your bed. He wants you to use your intellect, (laughs) your strength, your willpower. Now, that reminds me of what Pope Paul VI, who wrote Humani Vitae. So Mm -hmm. I challenge anyone out there, if you really don't understand why Catholics believe in natural family planning and, and really believe contraceptive is the evil that it is go read humani vitae shannon i did that when i was i guess early in my catholicism i read it and was so compelling and how prophetic it was oh no i'm I'm just one of those people that if if someone tells me you should do this and i want to say why you have to give me the evidence why i need to do this i want to know the why behind it (laughs) it gets me in trouble sometimes if they don't have good answers I might not be so obedient, but this was one <laughs> of them. I went and researched it. I went and read Humani Vitae. I gave Paul the document after that. My husband, and never contracepted again. Mm-hmm. Because I, I mean, I like I was, I was taught by the priest in my marriage prep. Just use your conscience when it comes to contraception. I mean, it was the eighties were rough, guys. Yeah. <laughs> rough catechesis, you know. So yeah. that's not true. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and the Catholic Church hasn't changed their stance since 1968, no. whenever he wrote the humana Vitae, but mm-hmm. we had to take a stance during when the pill came out
0: in the fifties. Yeah. It was around 68. Yeah. It was right before that 65, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was just amazing. The document, like I said, it is the most prophetic. He prophesied what he thought would happen if we contracepted on a wide scale. And every single one of these things has come to pass. Even when I read it Mm -hmm. in the Mm nineties, not everything had come to pass. The, the pornography had not taken off like it has now. So the objectification of women was in there. The unwed motherhood was in there. Mm -hmm. Domestic violence was in there. Infidelity was in there. Mm -hmm. He predicted all of these things as a result and consequence of contraception. Right. He was right on. I know. Right on. And it's not that long to read. No, it's not.
2: Yeah, humana vitae. That sounds really intimidating, <laughs> but it's it's. I
0: think it's twelve pages. It's not long. That's just so enlightening. It really is. Yeah, and so I would really, if you are intellectually honest Catholic, mm-hmm. go read the document. Mm-hmm. Talk to a friend who practices NFP and ask them why. Why do you do this? What's behind it? Yeah. What are the benefits? Now, now let's talk about some stories. Yeah. <laughs> I um I have so many stories of women coming on different reasons. Number the most recent one was someone horrified to get off of birth control, but at the advising of her priest, she was doing so she was really being obedient. It was really beautiful, but she's been scared. So she got off the pill and she's starting to chart. And it's like this light bulb goes off in her head. Like, Oh my gosh, I've never known my body this well. Mm. And I can see my fertility window because that's what we teach the window of fertility. Yeah. And she's a different person mm-hmm. now. And this is just like, oh gosh, about six weeks later. Yeah, about six weeks after going. Why, why control, was she scared? Scared of getting pregnant? Because everybody thinks, oh, if you do MP, you're getting pregnant right away. Yeah. But not if you come to see Shannon or myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got you. We got you. We'll, we'll, we'll do a good job. Yeah. We'll walk with you. Yeah. yeah, and and one of the things I always like to say, Shannon, in in our intros sessions, mm-hmm. the PowerPoint has ninety nine point six percent effective, and the ninety six point uh-huh. three mm-hmm. effective. Mm-hmm. And I usually tell my couples, I say, look, those numbers right there are completely in your control,
2: mm-hmm.
0: based on how well the charting is done and how you follow the instructions and the mutual mu- motivation. The better you do it, the higher that number goes. You get sloppy, the lower it goes. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of mine.
2: Yeah. But I think um, I had a client who was,
0: okay, we got to back up, actually. So, okay,
2: let's back up. <laughs> so why do women even get on the pill in the first place?
0: Mm, there's so many reasons. So many reasons. Not good ones at all.
2: no. And, um, I think just going back to healthcare, um, a lot of these doctors are trained, oh, well, you just have cramps, heavy periods, whatever, here's an easy solution to fix. And so when you are 13, 14 years old, maybe four, five years, or maybe you're just starting your period, you know, into it and you're like, this is terrible, You know, I go to a doctor and then you're innocently about to go on a pill and then they're on it for years, Pam, Mm -hmm. years, Mm -hmm. years, years, until they come see us. right. And now we're reversing the effects. And when they're off the pill, there are some people, some women that are very lucky that their cycles go back to normal and they can get pregnant right away. Mm -hmm. There are, most of them have huge consequences. I mean, it takes a year plus to regulate back to your normal cycles. Yes. Um, and it's really sad to see. Now the blessing is they're coming in because they want to get off the pill. And another positive is, and I don't know if you see it on social media, but there is a um, kind of like a slight shift of people wanting to be organic. Oh, I see it all natural. hmm you know, I don't want blood clots anymore from these pills. Um, you know, a, v- a variety of reasons, or I want to get down to the root problem. They make me feel awful. Yes. They, they've,
0: it's stolen my libido. Yeah. I've gotten that one too. Isn't weight it, weight gain, acne. Isn't
1: yeah. it a carcin- carcinogen oh, yes. also? Oh, yeah. I <laughs> yes. mean, that's a pretty big one. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, the birth control pill is the only known verified carcinogen that's allowed by the FDA for women. Only known carcinogen. And it's allowed. Yeah, I'd say the majority of ladies that I've seen coming off a pill were all put on it to mask a problem that was underlying. Mm -hmm. So I always say you owe it to yourself to figure out what's the underlying problem. Right. Because we're talking about case studies. Let me give you one. This is early in my career. um, Very similar to what the woman you were just talking about. Or like, so she had irregular periods in high school. So she went on the pill. Mm-hmm. At 28, so that's high school. Then now at 28, she's going off a pill because she's married and she's ready to have a baby. And to make a long story short, she had PCOS. but So it went long undiscovered in her mm-hmm. you know, ovaries. If you don't know what that is, it is like the follicle develop within the ovary, but it never ruptures. So the ovaries then become the size of anywhere between... Um, Oranges or grapefruits, they can really get that big with the the follicles just loaded up in there, right? And that was what was happening underlying all those years that she was on the pill, right? It took quite some time. Long story short, it took about five years, and she was just an amazing slow and steady you know, to, to keep after it. And she did have surgery. She went on to, Mm. to have her son. And then (laughs) he was in for a well checkup. I went in to go see her and she was about six months pregnant with her next child. And I was just thrilled for them. So, and, but very consistent, but that's, you know, the pill is masking an underlying problem. You owe it to yourself to figure out and go seek help Start with a Napro physician. If you're in Houston, we recommend Dr. Brooke Weaver and mm-hmm. I believe it's David Brinkman.
2: Yeah, David Brinkman. Yes. Dr. Cargus and then Dr. Hernandez. Hernandez
0: that whole Veritas yeah. down there. Doctor Hilders. Doctor Thomas Hilders mm-hmm, is down there as mm-hmm. well. And anyway, you can always get in touch with um, Red Sea Radio to ask for more of these um, doctors and physicians' name if you want to get you hooked up with a Napro physician. Yeah,
2: um, but. Another kind of story I do want to talk about um, is, you know, you see these really good Catholics, these faithful Catholics that um, are maybe taught NFP. Um, they're all depends how much they absorb or and how much they understand, but they still want to do and use contraception mm-hmm. within their marriage. Right. Um, and, and why. And so we see, clients you know who want to get off the pill um and then once they fully understand how great it is to maximize your sacrament of marriage that they regret that decision you know um I think if you are a young adult woman um right now do not be afraid to reach out to your girlfriend's and have those really honest conversations about contraception. You know, what, what do you want in your marriage? What can you do right now as a single woman to prepare for your marriage? And how, how can that be fulfilling by letting go and trusting God to get off the pill, figure out what's really going on with you, enter that marriage with full preparation and have it, be completely fulfilled.
0: And another thing I want to add to that, Shannon, is I'm seeing a lot of fear in the women's eyes. Right, they, they, the unknown is really horrifying them. I have another client who um, is in her late 30s, and she's been on the pill, and she was put on it for just hormonal fluctuations, not even to um, for birth control. I think it's for uh, emotional reasons, and so she's absolutely horrified. She even came to her first follow-up, still contracepting. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked to her. I hope she's feeling better. But I can't tell you how many women who've come off of it that say, "Oh my mercy, I feel so much better now." And they never yeah. knew how much better they could feel. Yeah, it's almost like there needs to be focus groups.
2: Yeah, <laughs> with you know the use of the pill or contraception, um, mm-hmm. because you're not you're not in it alone. If if you are scared. It's normal to feel that way. And um, you have a community
0: that can support you to get off. Knowledge is power. Yeah. I mean, for sure. So we can talk a little bit more about, um, you know, when Evan was talking to us. We've been coached before we came in about what do we talk about? So Evan was saying something about just how it works, right? Yeah. How is it be? Well, I got a funny story. (laughs) I've told you this story. I don't think I've told Caleb this story this happened to me um three years apart one early one not too long ago where after i'd given an introductory session and i spoke about now a woman's cycle and this is very foundational very basic that most women don't even know is so if a cycle is basically 28 days Mm -hmm. from the beginning of the period to the last day before the next period starts and in that 28 days there's a window of the mucus cycle. That's the fertility window. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's the basics mm-hmm. right there. That is your fertility window. So story is three years apart, couple come up to me after said almost identically the same thing. Miss Marvin, Miss Marvin, we're animal science majors and we learned this about the cattle, but we didn't know it about ourselves. <laughs> I am not kidding you. So they're in bovine sciences. You're learning about cervical mucus of the cattle so you can do insemination and whatnot. But they're not teaching it about us human beings yet. Yeah. What gives? So are cows. <laughs> it's mammals. It makes sense, right? But, but I, I was in a coffee shop, uh, gosh, years ago, and I saw a young lady. She was doing some, you know, we live in a college town, so probably went to a m uh, and she was doing anatomy and physiology, and she was going over the female reproductive mm. se- uh, system. And I said, have you ever heard about the cervical crypts? Are they talking about that yet? No. What is that? That's another thing that's not known. I took anatomy and physiology. They We didn't talk about cervical mucus. and cervical crypts? No. <laughs> Less unknown. Okay. So to get more specific in just the biology, and, and we may need a disclaimer at the beginning of our 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 show, Caleb. I'll leave that up to you, but... Uh, Knowledge is power. Yes, it is. So the cervical crypts are all along the cervical canal mm-hmm. and depending on the rise of hormones, whether estrogen or progesterone, it produces a very specific type of mucus. It helps in conception and then fertilize not necessarily fertilization, but making the, the womb a very happy, healthy place. That's yeah. the progesterone mm-hmm. aspect of it. <laughs> so whatever, so the cervical crypts is where it, uh, or yeah. originates, and we don't know about those. No, it's not taught in no. A and and
2: we, we teach you how to separate your normal vaginal discharge and your cervical mucus, and it's really obvious. Like the cervical mucus does not absorb into the tissue. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can literally pick it up and stretch it, look at it, all all the things. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so it's, I mean, yeah, we can we can teach you. We can teach you. There's <laughs> a window. Think about it. There's a window of fertility within the 28-ish day cycle right right all things being normal and healthy and i think most women especially um of childbearing age owe it to themselves to find out how healthy you are and you know what i Mm -hmm. found and i don't know if you've seen this yet i i just had someone in my office today young woman she said i i i know something's not right something's not right something's not right with my cycles so she just heard from a friend went and saw dr jamelka uh, weaver, and then mm-hmm. she came and referred her to me. says, go go chart with Pam. Great. And then then come back and see me so we can see what's going on. And sure enough, she's got a lot see, going on. Yeah. yeah, Talking with a friend. Yes. The, the community. Yes, thank the you. That conversation. Have a conversation with your girlfriend, Because so we don't even know. You yeah. don't know what you don't mm-hmm, know, right? Mm-hmm. She's kind of like voodoo. Yeah. But yeah. No, we got to be. So, you know, hoping. still one of the questions that, I feel kind of hanging open, and this is what I've been asking since we've been preparing for this: is I really wonder, ladies and gentlemen, why Catholics are still contracepting? I just don't get it. I, I'm really dumbfounded. If you're one of those, um, this is a pre-recorded show, but if that's you, if you can anonymously um, write into the Facebook page of uh, Red Sea Roundup KEDC. Um, and just send us a message and say why you do, I, I, I'm really be interested to know, uh, I, cause I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and, and different, different generations too, I think answering in those, in those comments. Right, right. Um,
1: well, I mean, I think you, you've both talked a lot about, um, women being afraid to get pregnant. Look at what the media tells us about having children. Children are screaming. They're going to make your house messy. They're terrible. <laughs> They're You're not going to have any time. And so I think a lot of it probably just simply boils down to um, selfishness. Because oh, no. because It's yeah. a
0: culture of death, man. Yeah,
1: it's a culture Do of selfishness. You, and what
2: is the new acronym for um, couples that don't have kids? and Dink. Th- Dink.
0: D- They're dinks.
1: Yeah, yes. but apparently that's not new. Oh, apparently that's been around for a while now.
0: Oh, probably since the 60s. My guess about the same time contraception came out.
1: Yeah. But now they've got (laughs) now they've got dink dues, which are double income, no kids dog owners.
0: Oh, so (laughs) don't be
1: a dink do. (laughs) Don't be a dink. Okay. be a good Catholic.
0: So before, before we <laughs> yeah. I mean we round up this roundup, we've got about four minutes left. Oh, my gosh. It goes by so fast. I know. Um, we might need a part two. Uh, for sure. One <laughs> of the things on my heart that I wanted to get to is symptoms in a chart that indicate things are not right. Because women oh, yeah. don't know. Okay. The number one thing I see is polycystic ovaries, as I mentioned from my client earlier. And it's number one symptom is irregular periods. What I mean by that your cycle is 30 days, 40 days, 60 days, jump back to 30, just all over the place. No consistency whatsoever. If that is you, we would suspect that you owe it to yourself to find out because there are definitely things that you can do through diet and exercise and supplements Mm -hmm. to slow that down and and get it back to normal.
2: Um, I mean, you've been in the game longer than I have, but I'm seeing right now a lot of endometriosis. Mm. Um, so what does that look like? That is, um, I don't know if your mom's ever told you, you know, you're going to have some warning signs of, you know, spotting and, you know, may, it might be a couple of days before you start your period. Well, that's not normal. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, that is a huge indicator of low progesterone.
0: And the, the tail tailing brown bleed, tail end no ba- one yes. knew that either. Yeah. So
2: any any brown bleeding is not not normal. Um, if you're having really terrible cramps, mm-hmm. that that's that's not normal. I mean, it's okay to feel discomfort, but no. we're not we're not talking like, you know, in bed. I've personally, for me, I had to do an ibuprofen regimen for seventy two hours straight,
0: every yeah. four hours. No, I've, I've had I've seen uh, patients that came in for um, vomiting. And yeah. out of oh, school goodness. or work for two oh. days because of it. this yeah. Yeah. is terrible. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. so sorry.
2: Um, uh, when you start learning to track for your cervical mucus, if it's limited, you don't have a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an indicator of endometriosis. Yes, it is. And so um, for those listening, um, I used an app, um, a general app, for many, 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 many years. And it did not track cervical mucus. I just wanted to know when... I was about to start my period and my periods are regular. I mean, we're talking like, you know, 26 to 28 days. I mean, spot on no birth control, but I did have this painful cramping, but I thought that was normal. I did have some heavy bleeding. I thought that was normal. Mm-hmm. I did have brown spotting. I thought that was normal. <laughs> yeah. And then I get engaged and I go to you and you're like, you probably need to see an Napro, an APRO doctor um and then turns out i had stage three endometriosis so um, unusual
0: bleeding is a big one too that i see a lot of uh intermenstrual so Mm -hmm. around the time you're not supposed to be having a period just in general some spotting and light spotting Yeah. yeah i can't believe it we have one minute left to wrap up this wonderful show my name is pam marvin this is shannon Allgaier. Allgaier. <laughs> you know, this is her married name. I'm still practicing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining me today. If you have any questions about natural family planning mm-hmm. or fertility awareness-based methods, you can always get in touch with us. Through the Red Sea Radio or KEDC's Facebook page, Shan and I are available taking clients all the time. We'd love mm-hmm. to talk to you, even if you just want to visit or have a intro session with the two or one of us. Yeah. We're happy to do that. She works evenings and weekends, and I work during the week. It works opposite, out opposite. beautiful. Yeah, it's been wonderful. Thank you so much. You're such a pleasure to be around. I can't wait to talk <laughs> shop off off the air too. <laughs>
2: I know we did yes. for a long time before.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> well, God bless all of you, and until next time. Go and love your neighbor.